the Zen tradition, we attend to posture of sitting, not not because it's uh, right or special or anything unusual, but because it's a beautiful way to embody the expression of our, our true nature, to be somewhat upright and dignified in our sitting and still and attentive and awake with a soft front and a strong back. And some of you I know come from a variety of traditions which you can bring to this process of zazen. You might bring your centering prayer into the space of zazen or, or a mantra or some other practice. It's not the same practice, but all of them issue from and return to this kind of simple, powerful stillness and uprightness of zazen. This is Buddha's meditation, which can hold and uphold and form and encourage other practices. In this case, just spend the next moment before we complete, just attending to your simple uprightness instead of dignified presence of the expression, your Buddha nature. Actualizing and embodying true nature. that inconceivable and vast spaciousness we realize as everyday embodied human presence and presence with each other. So we chant together, vast is the robe of liberation a formless field of benefaction, wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction, wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. It's wonderful to see all of you, as always, on this interestingly auspicious day, 
Today is uh, Suzuki Roshi's birthday. I, I should have looked it up. I can't remember how old he would have been today, but uh, over 100 years old. Um, and there are some other auspicious events uh, which have just passed, which I want to, to reflect on. Um, my teacher, Blanche Hartman's birthday was May 8th. And then five days after her 90th birthday in 2016, uh, she died on May 13th. And then five days from that, of course, is today, Suzuki Roshi's birthday, her root teacher. Um, and the Dharma was transmitted from Mel Weitzman uh, to, to Blanche. So it's a, t a time of remembering um, and joyfully. Um, my loving partner Aaron's birthday is tomorrow. So we have a lot of, uh, of joy in remembering uh, wonderful teachers, the ones that we have at home and the ones that we had in the Zendo. And so in remembering uh, Blanche um, in particular, I want to tell a story that she, an old story, um, that she used in her teachings quite a bit. In fact, I'm wearing my ordination rakasu that she and I sewed together. And if some of you are unfamiliar with these things, it's a small patchwork version of Buddha's robe, the larger, um, we call it okesa, that you wear, wear more formally. This is the, the less formal version. And we sew these, it's a, there's a patchwork of strips which um, reflect the patchwork robes of the early monks. And on the <clears throat> back of this is a, a, a piece of silk. And on it, you can see there's quite a number of things, including seals and names and things that go with ordination. And the story that I'm going to tell, the sort of um, capping phrase, or what we call the punchline, <laughs> is written... On the, on the back of this rakasu, and it was written uh, as a teaching for me. So uh, I want to tell you the story. Um, in her book, Seeds of a Boundless Life, Blanche wrote, she said, I have a great fondness for Zui Feng. This, this story has to do with two old Chinese buddies. They might even have been brothers. Zui Fing and Yan Tu, so they're unusual names. And <clears throat> Blanche said, I have a, a great fondness for uh, Zui Fing. He practiced long and hard. And he said, imagine that you're part of the story. You know, these are, these are, these are things that, that we live with. He struggled and had a very hard time coming to some resolution of the great matter, you know, they called it. And he had a Dharma brother, Yan Tu, who was very quick and had a sharp mind. And Yantu is the one that always had the last word. So they were out on a pilgrimage one time together. They were traveling from one temple to another. And they had to go through a, um, a pass on Turtle Mountain. The, the mountain was called Turtle Mountain in China. And they got snowed in. Uh, as some of you who have done hiking in the mountains, you know that in some of the... Uh, 
trails and passes their little cabins and therefore hikers and people mountaineers to take shelter in and so they they found one of these and they were snowed in for a bit on turtle mountain and so um yan tu the the quick one the sharp-minded one was just kind of hanging out he was laying around uh, they were snowed in they were going to go anywhere for a while and you can if you want to translate this you can think of how it is when you're um, trapped in a... Remember the old days when you went to airports? <laughs> and you're trapped in an airport because there was a delay? Or you can think of the big delay, the quarantine and COVID. And you're there and there's nothing to do. So this was Yantu. He was hanging around. And, but Zui Feng, the one who uh, struggled and uh, had a hard time, he was, he was sitting Zazen. And sitting zazen, and he was like really diligent in uh, in practicing. He was making the time in their cabin like a little monastery. And at one point, he looked over at Yan too. He looked kind of like a slacker, you know, who <laughs> just hanging out. And he said, "How come I'm stuck here with you, and you're just like lying around? How can you do that?" And Yan too said. Well, what are you doing? We're going to be here probably for weeks, stuck in this place because it's snowing. And so what's the matter with you? You're sitting there like some stone Buddha. You know, they were having a little back and forth like guys do at times. And I'm sure women too, in this case. But Zuifeng said, well, I'm not at ease in my mind. I'm, I'm not... I'm not at peace, and so I'm going to have to practice. And Yantu said, Oh, I'm surprised to hear that. Why don't you tell me what you've learned? And maybe I can help you. Because they had been to many temples. They practiced with some amazing teachers. So he said, I'm surprised to hear that you're struggling. Let me know what you've learned, and maybe we can work something out here. So Zuifeng said, Well... You know, when we were with Dongshan, who was major teacher at that point, he said this and that, and I had a bit of an opening, and and then we went to Daishan, and he and he talked about those teachings, and and so he started telling all the stories about his teachers, um, and how they'd been, and what they'd said, and how very important those teachers had been to him, just like I'm telling you today about some of my teachers. And Yantu listened and listened, and finally he said, and this is this is the phrase. He said, no, 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 no. He said, what comes in through the gate is not the family treasure. Hereafter, if you want to help beings, let it flow forth from your heart to cover heaven and earth. And it said at this point, as we think, understood what he said and he he got up and said let me see how Blanche said it exactly that uh, Turtle Mountain uh, woke up today <clears throat> what comes in through the gate is not the family treasure what comes in through the gate isn't the real deal you want to help beings, remember this was for ordination, 
And for teaching, let it flow from your heart to cover heaven and earth. You know, why, why would she write that on my rakasu, you think? So I'm going to just say a little more about Blanche's teachings for a minute because there's a, a paragraph from her, uh, from her book in which she comments on this case. And it's just a few sentences. I'm going to read the sentences and then I'm going to go back and make a few of my own comments. Um, but they're, they're comments to help you ask these questions of yourself to, to deepen our inquiry, which will we'll carry forward. So after telling this story, Blanche writes, how will you bring forth this Buddha that you are and manifest it in the world? You must approach everything with beginner's mind, with an open mind, the mind that is questioning and looking and listening and hearing and seeing and feeling and smelling without prejudgment, without preconception, without fixed views, open, ready to see what's right here, open, ready to see the question, what is this? And ready to let it flower, ready to let it bloom in the world. She says, when I first had Zazen instruction with Katagiri Roshi, he said, we sit to settle the self on the self and let the flower of our life force bloom. That's intimacy. To settle the self on the self. Then this Buddha can bloom in all of his particularity as you being totally you. Suzuki Roshi used to say, when you are you, Zen is Zen. But what is this? Who is this? What Will the authentic you please come forward and bloom? How will we open up this authentic you in the midst of all the accumulated fixed views we carry about? We just have to notice them and let them go and let them go and let them go and let them go. She started by saying, how will you bring forth this Buddha that you are and manifest it in the world? And I ask that you just simply sit as a Buddha during our sitting. That's how you begin. That the willingness to sit and express what you may not believe about yourself. That your nature is that of a Buddha, of awakened being. This is the main question of Bodhisattva practice, how to but the main question in our practice isn't how to get off the cycle of birth and death, how to get ourselves out of suffering. The main question in our practice is how to bring forth awakening in this body and manifest it in the world for the benefit of others. Our practice isn't about achieving <clears throat> a bunch of uh, openings, um, enlightenments, or getting something from this teacher or that teaching, uh, reading all the books. But it's about a heart which can bring forth kindness and care in the world. What comes in through the gate is not the family treasure. Hereafter, if you want to help beings, let it flow forth from your heart to cover heaven and earth. That was Yantu's message. And Blanche said, you must approach everything with beginner's mind. 
And then she lists, you know, hearing, seeing, feeling, smelling, all the gates of perception. What comes in through the gate is not the family treasure. What you see and think and feel and all the world that you construct isn't the real deal. And we don't accumulate the Dharma. And we can't gather up and store away freedom from suffering like a, like a gift that we've been given or something we've accumulated and, and held on to. That's, um, that's the self-centered dream in spiritual clothing. If liberation is to flow from our hearts, as Yantu said, then we have to practice wholeheartedly, simply and fully. Blind says, you have to be ready to see what is this. Now, that's the, that's the main question and inquiry, isn't it? What is this? That's the immediacy. And then that beautiful expression from Katagiri, we settle the self on the self, all the little selves, all the parts on the self, and let the flower of the life force bloom. Such a beautiful poetic way of expressing what our practice is. What is this? Who am I? That's our deepest question. What does it mean to be a person, certainly? But if we're willing to relinquish our desire, or I think really it's a demand to become, to be somebody, we soften that demand, someone special and important. What does it mean to settle the smaller self on the larger self to be wrapped in this robe of liberation and let the flower of our life force bloom. It's really reminiscent of that statement I mentioned uh, last week in Inquiry when I, I talked about Mel Weissman, Sojin Roshi, saying that selfless practice is giving yourself back to yourself rather than trying to be yourself. And in this way, you manifest the Buddha. You manifest wisdom and compassion and wakefulness in this form in the world. There was the second notion when Blanche talked about Suzuki Roshi saying, when you were you, Zen is Zen. And how do we, how do we open to this authentic you in the midst of all the accumulated views and fixed ideas we carry around that we have to keep letting go. One of the deepest parts of inquiry is who is this you that he's speaking about? When you are you, he's not saying when you're just like whoever you want to be, just being yourself. That usually means being your personality. It usually means indulging your preferences. I get to do whatever I want. That's me. But that isn't, actually. And it's also not your achievements. And yet, to be yourself doesn't exclude any of these things. It's all included. 
But the you that he's speaking about is something that flows in the center. It has wide, wide range in the middle way. How do we come forward and bloom without being pulled down, without wilting <laughs> down to the little me and rejecting the beautiful uniqueness that each of us manifest? You know, Zui Fing and Yan Tu were quite different. They manifested their lives very differently, but they were brothers. And their particularity helped them each find their own blossoming. And then their fragrances could blend into the one fragrance of awakening. And this little hut in the middle of nowhere from which they could later descend and continue on their way, letting what manifested between them, that special moment, flow from their hearts to cover heaven and earth. And in this way, they could help people, which was Blanche's message. I love the old story because she loved it and because it's so... Um, I come back to it over and over and over. The ongoing, if you want to help people, seems to be my, my vow. Let it pour from your heart to cover heaven and earth. The family treasure, it doesn't, doesn't come in through the gate. All my degrees, things like that. Some of you are probably quite familiar with the wonderful poet who's also a Buddhist practitioner, Jane Hirschfield. We read her poems a lot because uh, they're like little Dharma talks sometimes. She was also a student of Blanche. She thought of Blanche and Lou as her godparents. And Blanche is very encouraging of her practice and of her poetry. And if you go online, you can see some of the, uh, there's a poet poem that she wrote for Blanche. Um, as a memorial. But <clears throat> she also wrote directly to Blanche after she died. And she said, you practiced with us undisguised. I love that. When you, you are you, Buddha is Buddha. Jane says, when you, pra you practice with us undisguised, when I last saw you, I told you a story of Katagiri Roshi when he was dying. And you answered me with one about Suzuki Roshi, who was asked if he was afraid of dying. And he said, I know who I am. Thank you for practicing with us as yourself. Thank you for your great kindness. And I love that statement. As Jane Hirschfeld says, Thank you for your great kindness, which is practicing with us as yourself. That's all of your great kindness is coming forward as yourself, but not as your personality, not as you're hoped for, but as the true, intimate, undisguised, as Hirschfeld says, way of practicing. This is what we are doing in inquiry, taking off the disguise so we can meet each other fully. Is that your intention? Is that your deepest intention? 
the night after her 90th birthday, not knowing she had five days to live, Blanche said to my Dharma sister, Chosan uh, Vicki Austin, who I've, I've known throughout my whole practice at San Francisco Zen Center, and who was attending and accompanying Blanche in, in the hospital. Blanche said to, to Vicki, tonight before we go to bed, let's check our intentions. Can you imagine at this, at this point, this is what she's saying, before we go to bed, let's check our intentions. And Vicky said, when I said, let's use um, the good night verse Suzuki Roshi gave us. And Blanche said, oh, that's a good one. So they recited together. This evening as I sleep, I vow with all beings to still all things and to clear the mind of confusion. As you go to sleep, your vow would be to still all things and clear the mind of confusion. And even this close to the end of her life, she was saying, what is my intention? What is my intention? And I will say, just because it was a, a beautiful part of the obituary that, that Vicki wrote, she said, from, in those last few days, Blanche began to follow her breath, as in Sashin, as if she was in retreat, as in the rest of her life, when it was necessary to answer a question, she did. Then she immediately returned to meditative concentration. And that day after the birthday, she asked to see her teacher, Sojin Mel Weissman, as well as her children. And once everyone was out of the room, late at night, she breathed out and she didn't breathe back in. Later on, Vicki said, she, you know, she had witnessed a lot of deaths, sometimes with Blanche when they had attended to other students who died. But she said with Blanche, after her death, there was no sense of lingering. She had done all that she needed to do and had left her body like we take off a winter coat when spring comes. And in the end, as in all the years I've known her, her teaching and her life were one. Would this be would this be your intention? She finally said over the next three days, hundreds of people came to sit with Blanche's body and pay their respects. All of them said what I feel. Blanche truly fulfilled the spiritual promise of her Dharma name. Shunbo Zenke, Spring Moon, Inconceivable Joy. Can we practice in this way undisguised, letting the self rest on the self, knowing that what comes in through the gate isn't the family treasure? If you want to help people, let it flow forth from your heart to cover uh, heaven and earth. How do, how do we become such a person? How do we keep relinquishing those things that we cling to 
and hide behind so that we become such a, uh, such a force in the world. And so simply. So I wondered um, if uh, Stephanie Seiler, are you, are you here? Are you willing to step forward just for a moment? Do you raise your hand? Hello, Stephanie. Hello, friend. I haven't seen you in a while. No. <laughs> you <Surprise>. haven't. <laughs> I've been traveling back from California. Oh, are you back in Austin? I am. Oh, you've been there a while. Yeah, yeah. 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 What's what's here right now? A little anxiety. A lot of joy. Ah. A lot of joy. Wonderful. It's good to see the smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I I uh when you talked about Aaron's birthday tomorrow, what flashed for me was your wedding. Sorry if I get emotional, but uh, that was a powerful, yes, I was. What yes. do you remember from that day that's powerful? The love, oh. the, the deep, abiding, immeasurable love that flowed outward from both you and Aaron. It was so present. Well, may it be an ongoing expression of our vows? Yes. May it be so. Yeah, may it be so. And are you doing well? I am. I am. Good. And is your little dog still with you? He is. He made it back from California. Very difficult journey coming back. There were times I wasn't sure. Um, we did have to make a vet visit in California, but he's, um, he's hanging in there. Hanging in there. Thank you for your um, reflection and your expression of what we're up to in all of this, which is opening that channel for more love to flow out. Yeah. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> Nelda, are you here too? I think I saw you. Give me just a moment to figure out my system. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Give me just a moment. I can hear you. It's okay if you don't even show Here up. Here I am. Do you, do you see where you. I'm sitting, Flint? <laughs> I, I can't see you yet, but I can hear you. I am sitting on the floor of the kitchen of the little back house at Apamata. Oh. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing okay. I wondered where you were in terms of reflection this morning. What's here now? What's your practice edge right this moment? Um, that's a good question. So, of course, it's a good question. It comes from you. Well, um, <laughs> it's our question, really, as we continue to practice together. So, in truth, the past five weeks of trying to um, move from the west side mm -hmm. to the east side of town mm -hmm. have been, and this is not an understatement, physically grueling. 
And so um, the last box was packed. And, and I, I just want to clarify, I've done this kind of move before, so I was prepared in a sense, but age has um, changed my ability at this point in life. But this kind of move meaning deciding what goes into long-term storage, deciding what goes into short-term storage, deciding what goes in the back little house, deciding what goes into donations and so on. So it's actually a combination of two moves or three um, at once. And I did this years ago as a corporate kind of move to short-term. Anyway, the point I, is um, doing do it alone is a, is a challenge. So my point is mm -hmm. most of my energy for five weeks has been a physical um, ex um, exertion and trying to remain in my practice with each thing that I have to lift and move. Mm -hmm. that, that's where I am. And in truth, at this point, the, the physicality of it all has left me pretty numb. Mm -hmm. I'm numb. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the unveiled Anelda right now, sitting on the floor with boxes above her. Yeah. Feeling what I felt as I moved out of that very space that you're in and what, what Peg has also, as we've all transitioned in this way and relinquished things, it seems to be what it's like at our age, huh? <laughs> but we're alive. So what's it like to connect right now for you and I to talk you to see me and some other people, does this touch the numbness? My heart has always been open to you, Flint, always. And so um, it fe feels like a grace-filled time and moment. Yeah. And um, one that um, is on the path of no longer being numb. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a cold icicle anymore, and which is what it's taken to just, you know, trod through 14, 16, 18, 20 hours a day of work for five weeks every day. So, but yeah. that's what it that's what it took to get here, and that's what needed to be done. And so today is my first real day of <sighs> well, I'm glad I called on you then. Yeah, and I don't know if you're aware, I, uh, I mentioned this to some of the Sangha members. I um, adopted um, my niece who would have been 39 three years ago when she was three and there's lots of mental illness in my family. And that was part of the reason for taking her out of CPS care and adopting her. So she struggled and you'll know these terms with not only bipolarity, but a personality disorder. And as a result of those issues that kept her life in constant crisis, um, we were estranged and um, she committed suicide um, a while back. And I didn't find about it, out about it until recently. Oh. Um, so I'm, I am going to give my time, myself time now that this grind is over to remember her and to mourn her. You're carrying grief through this as well. Yeah. Now, now we can hold you with that also. 
Thank you. Thank you, Nova. Mm -hmm. And if these um, reflections and these two folks have um, encouraged others, please raise your hand and come forward with what's here now. How are you asking this question? How are you going to let your life, yourself, rest on the self and let your life force clean? Please come forward. Hi, Tony. Hi, how are you? I'm right here with you. I know, I'm so glad. So glad That's to how be I am. Yeah. Uh, What's here now? Um, I liked a lot of what you were saying. Um, what touched you? What, what came in? I like the leading with the heart because that feels very, um, simple and, um, not a real difficult planning ahead and, you know, rules and how am I going to handle this and that kind of thing, just kind of leading with the heart feels like a big sigh you know yeah the, that's one of the reasons why we start with sitting upright because you think when you when you kind of slump and collapse your heart goes back yeah and when you sit upright your heart comes forward this is a little simple thing yeah yeah. And then once you realize, oh, I, I'd like to lead from my heart, that's, and for, for most of us, not too difficult to resonate with. You know, Stephanie talked about an event that brought her heart forward. Melda talked about it being buried, blocked. Most of our practice is about removing or softening the barriers to the love. It's there. And the idea of leading sounds really great until you say, how, how, does that, how does that happen? What's in the way? And that's usually most of our practice work is relinquishing the things that are in the way. How to let, as Katagiri said, the, the self, the small self, the, the, those parts rest and unburden themselves so that they can rest the self on the self, on the big self, so it's a little strange terminology, but but the best part is to let the flower of your life force bloom. I really like that. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I can see it as you smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think in, intention is really important too. I was thinking about that. It's sort of like a little bit of a flame, you know, a flame that keeps you going, that intention. Um, and when it burns out, you you know, I'm kind of like, what, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? This is so stupid, you know, or whatever it is. Um, but that little flame, it's really important to. I like the way that Blanche said, let's check our intention. She didn't say let's have an intention. She knows you always have an intention. And that intention is expressed by your, what you're doing, your behaviors. But sometimes yeah. we don't check and notice what it is. It's often self-centered or grasping or it's diluted or whatever. What is your intention? And get clear about it. 
So that kind of resting in clarity, because you're living it out. Can you wake up to it? And when you do, is it the one you want? <laughs> is it in alignment with your deepest vow? Mm -hmm. Thank you for stepping forward. In doing so, you're expressing that. My intention is to come forward in the meet. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Is that Caroline? Lynn. Oh, look at your hair. Rowan. I know, you had a cute little boy haircut. <laughs> it's growing and thinning out at the same time. That's what chemo does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and your talk was um, just so spot on um, to what I've been struggling with the past few weeks, especially since our last practice discussion, because I think six weeks after my major surgery, I suddenly began to have vitality and felt life again and, you know, started working on goals again and just, yeah, just having energy. And then- yeah, Rosie cheeks again. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then chemo hit mm -hmm. and it is so much harder than it was before after the surgery. And so I'm going through these waves of um, vitality and then crash and vitality and crash. And so I'm really struggling with that small self and the big self, um, I mean, every day. And you know, every time I particularly crash, I get into a deep, dark place. I was there yesterday. You know, then I was contemplating death. Am I going to make it? You know, it's like one of those things again. Um, and then it's like, how do I get out, out of this? Um, so in some part, I'm having some trouble touching my heart because I feel like I'm on a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Some very tumultuous waves of the great matter. Every two weeks, yes. <laughs> Um, but, in some, but in some way, every moment, with every breath that you inhale and then you exhale and then you inhale and then you exhale, and, and now you stepped forward uh, in, in, with everyone and in front of everyone right now, how, how is it going like at the moment? Um, I feel tears in my eyes. Mm -hmm. I, I felt um, the need to be with people from Appamata lately. Mm -hmm. You know, really just want to be with people, connect because I am struggling so hard. And um, yeah, I don't like the I don't like this the the cycle of the vitality to the crash, the vitality of the crash. So it's it's um, and my son is even remarking about it. You know, he's like, you've been very annoying the past month, <laughs> and I'm just you know holding myself with compassion and saying, I'm just doing the very best I can because I don't have caregivers here anymore. So this is me on my own. Um, and I am doing the best I can. Mm -hmm. Of course, when you have that kind of tumultuous ride, it's really nice to have somebody holding your hand or being with you. It's necessary. Do you, are you spending some time with Tonga members? Yeah, Lori and I are going to go for a walk this week. I'll see Jess and a bunch of people on Friday. So it, um, yeah, it, it, it's good. It's a good week. I've got things scheduled, mm -hmm. and walks are always nice. Good. 
and you have more than 50 people with you right now holding you in their heart. Thank no you. Yeah. It's, so we're letting love flow out from our hearts right now. Is there anything else that you want and would like to know? Would like to hear? I see in the chat someone just sent you a note. Yeah, I saw that. Well, it's more just um, your perspective on you know how you ride those waves, um, particularly letting that small self self rest, because mm -hmm. those are the parts I'm with compassion, you know, with my my little parts, just trying to care for them, mm -hmm. whatever comes up. But how to keep connected? Part of it, you're doing a good job of knowing that you need support and care. That's you're you're good at that. But also to let them speak. There are days when you're going to be mad, and sad, and discouraged, and terrified, and let them speak, knowing it's not your only truth. Yeah. That some days you're going to have to throw a fit. Some days you're going to crash but be with people who can allow that part to express itself until it's done its thing. Because if you try to manage all of that, that's wasted energy. If you identify with it, you get lost. Mm -hmm. And so those are the two ways you can get lost. Okay, that's really helpful. Yeah. Thank you for your courage in all ways and also for coming forward. No. Our love is with you. It's, it's pouring out right now from all over the country. Thanks, Blaine. Thanks, everybody. Take my love with you, too. What Carolyn is asking is so crucial to navigating all of our, our difficulties, not to get too attached to everything that arises, but not ignoring it and not trying to just manage it all and waste our energy, trying to stuff it down. And it's only by connection that that energy can find a way to flow and to metabolize. Anyone else simply want to meet? Hi, Flint. Hello. I, I wanted to um, appear because I realized there was a, a gap and um, I just wanted to uh, be with you. And I know that sitting in that seat is, is not always easy. And uh, just to be with you and uh, uh, acknowledge my, my love and appreciation for you. Uh, in, in the role that you're offering today. Thank you so much, both of you, your presence and your smile. Mm. I, I took a walk on the beach yesterday and I was watching the waves weren't particularly big, but um, the swells would come in and rush up the shore. And then of course it goes back, mm. but it meets the other wave coming in. Mm. And there's this, meeting and the image returns as i think about um, love flowing mm -hmm. out and then it coming back mm 
mm. and at meeting. Mm. And there's a lot of energy there, a lot of power there mm. in the meeting. I was um, in various uh, shops today and uh, uh, I was curious, you mentioned fragrance um, in your talk and I, I, I kind of can smell your room through my eyes and my ears. <laughs> and um, mm -hmm. uh, I was curious because I, I fill a space in a, sh in a shop, a Josh-sized space. And, and I was thinking when I leave the shop, I wonder what fragrance is left. I wonder what, mm -hmm. what happens when the space closes up and I'm no longer there. Um, even yeah. so there's something quite precious about that those kind of moments where we think they're we're just shopping but, but what do we leave but that's that's an, a beautiful everyday example of checking your intention mm. that as you you know that we create something mm. and what will be what will remain in each moment our vow is what's going to remain mm. in our whole life. Mm. Our practice is what will remain. Mm. And so actually that's the essence of checking our intention. Mm -hmm. and it looks like Trudy has found something. I was, um, I've just come down from work, so I didn't, I didn't hear the, mm -hmm. the talk. I'll catch up with it. But um, so I wrote this after our retreat. Yes. Can you believe what you're seeing or are you seeing what you believe? Mm. Sitting, looking at the wall, I can see how often I fail to see what is literally directly in front of me. I fail to see the gift that life is, how it includes every single thing that's in it. How what I'm seeing is always a flow of flux and change that I am an integral part of, not separate. Instead, I see what I want, or to make things solid or to be as they were or as I want them to be. Many years ago, a guru taught me the world is as you see it. Now I want to see it as it is. Can I believe what I'm seeing? I want to. I want to wake up to the magnificent, perfect mess we live in. The marvellous miracle of our lives lived with love and care and error. Life as a love song to itself. Can we believe what we're seeing? <laughs> Deserved a bell, thank you. And of course, will you send it to me? You always send me your poem. Of course. You might have to attach that. Thank you very much. Thank you. I saw that Lori had raised her hand. Yeah. Can you bring her forward? Hello there. There you are. What did you say? I said, there you are. Here you are. Here I am. There's not much time, so it's just nice to see you today. It's good to see you with, like the sky. You're blue. Mm -hmm. What's in your heart? I'm very sad today. A sad day. Mm -hmm. And you're letting yourself be seen and you're letting people know that you feel sadness. So the wave is coming back toward you. 
Is there something your sadness is asking for? Oh, geez, I don't know what it would be. Not out in the world necessarily, but as you just look at me and I look at you, you think, what is, what's the sadness wanting? How does it want to be met? Um, well, I, I kind of think that you've seen me, um, as I really am, and I'd like to see, see you see that right now. I've, I've done my best and I'm doing my best now. Yes. I've seen you in so many different ways for so many years. <laughs> And I and I hope hope that we get more. And I appreciate you coming forward, unadorned as we were talking about, undisguised, without resorting to the story, which is important to know sometimes. But right now, to just come forward with what is, I, so that I, I can see you. I needed to do that. Yeah. I see your sadness and your beauty and everything else. And sadness is what's flowing forward right now. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the way that you carry forward all those years of our work in support of the Sangha and as a teacher. Thank you. I think that we're going to have to complete our time. Um, people have to raise their hands earlier. Um, so if you would, uh, let's um, recite the four practice principles together to remember this way of, <clears throat> of, our, of our practice and the way of being together. Caught in the self-centered dream only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way, caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Thank you so much for your wholehearted practice. Jessica? Papamata's programs and facilities are due to your support. So thank you all so much. If you'd like to uh, make a contribution, you may do so on the website at apamata.org. And the contributions can go to Flint and please make a note if you'd like it to go directly to Flint or any of the teachers. 
And now please join us if you'd like to uh, hang out on the porch uh, for the after inquiry right here. And I believe that is hosted by the lovely Maria. Thank you.